0: Welcome back to another episode of All The Books Podcast. I am Brandon here with my lovely co-host Taylor. Sorry for the awkward silence there at the beginning. We had a full-on stare-off. We we were literally just staring at each other. (laughs) And then I felt like I was going to pop like a balloon. (laughs) And I nearly let the intrusive thoughts win. (laughs) I nearly let them win there. Yeah. So, we are back with our first episode of 2023. Boop, boop episode 45 we are quickly approaching episode 50 we are almost there people yes and this is well no we'll have one more episode and then we'll be international oh international yeah because we're not gonna be in the country when the episodes after that come out (laughs) gotcha
1: (laughs) i'm like we are international
0: i mean we're global because you know we're, we're cool. awesome you know, we're kind of a big deal <laughs> we're kind of a big deal our our studio smells of leather bound books and rich mahogany
1: all we need is like a fancy cardigan and we're set like the guy from uh, New Girl that yeah. Mick, Nick Miller is in love with
0: mm. Mm, true I mean Austin has got like a cape go thing going on and, and the Rimaru's all got like coats Mm -hmm. it's close it is close and you just got Eris over there with her tits out anyway (laughs) (laughs) she's my favorite (laughs) I was watching I was watching Smosh the other day like Mm -hmm. try not to laugh and Shane the one dude on there always comes out and he's like Papa John's you're my favorite pizza place (laughs) Do, you're do, do. my favorite Pizza Hut. You're my favorite pizza place. <laughs> do do, do, do. <laughs> It like, has a as, like a fucking like corded telephone bunching <laughs> <laughs> in random numbers. Just like you're my favorite pizza place.
1: You're <laughs> my favorite.
0: Anyways. Tell them what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Our favorite pizza place. I
1: was about to say, today is not a bullshit episode. I just want to put that out there It's not a
0: bullshit episode right now. One will be getting recorded after this when we are much drunker. Yeah. Anyways, today we are actually talking about a book. I know it's crazy. It feels like it's been a very long time since Mm -hmm. we've actually talked about a book on on this show. Yeah. But we are talking about The Housemaid by Freedom McFadden. Whoop whoop, yes, the whoops, the whoops, as in whoops. I didn't read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did, so we're
0: good. <laughs> I'm just. I'm going to be nonsensical, nonsensical, and full of nonsense through this entire thing.
1: Hey, we, and this is why they listen to you, Brandon.
0: I got a bucket of beer and nowhere to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I got a bucket of beer and every sort of stress hitting me.
0: <laughs> Anyways the synopsis you get, got this i have to get into character i believe in you man <clears throat> every day i clean the winchesters beautiful home top to bottom i collect their daughter from school and i cook a delicious meal for the whole family before heading up to eat alone in my tiny room on the top floor i try to ignore how nina makes a mess just to watch me clean up how she tells me how she tells strange lies about her own daughter and how her husband, Andrew, seems more broken every day. But as I look into Andrew's handsome brown eyes, so full of pain, it's hard not to imagine what it would be like to live Nina's life. The walk-in closet, the fancy car, the perfect husband. I only try on one of Nina's pristine white dresses once, just to see what it's like, but she soon finds out And by the time I realize my attic bedroom door only locks from the outside, it's far too late. But I assure myself, the Winchesters don't know who I really am. They don't know what I am capable of.
1: Fantastic! Thank you. That was fantastic.
0: I know, I'm a gem. I know you. You really are like Um, Jamal Williams.
1: (laughs) He really is. I, I do love the video you sent me of him. He is he is a gem, and I will protect him with my life.
0: Yes, for sure. But
1: this this, this book w- really got me. Like I think I read it in about a day, not even.
0: Did someone? Watch? Did you watch Just Talk to Us?
1: Oh, huh. she might have. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry to like cut you off. I yeah. heard a third voice in the room that was neither <laughs> was, of ours. I
1: couldn't hear it and it didn't get picked up from the mic. So I'm like, "What are you looking for?" So I was like, "Phone?" What's going on? Watch. Yeah. So this book was really good. This was actually recommended um, by our favorite fan, Deanna. Yes, so
0: our number one fan at that.
1: Yes, and. She loves Frida McFadden, and now I do, too, because she is a good writer. She She's awesome. But I am a part of her Facebook group,
0: like, fan page, and mm-hmm. it's amazing because
1: Frida's a part of it, and she likes
0: all the posts that you post. So she's, she's a well-enough-known author that she has, you know, a book on here. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Amazon right now. This is actually book one of two. Did you know that? Yes, and I will get to that. And... I mean this book's got almost seventy six thousand ratings on it. That's mm-hmm. just ratings. I mean half the people that buy shit don't put don't a rating rate on things. it. Yeah. But she's still small enough and humble enough that she is on her own Facebook fan page and 100%. interacts with her fans.
1: Yeah. She actually liked our post on Instagram about her book. Really? Yeah.
0: Actually, I feel like we've had a, a bunch of uh, interactions with authors through yeah. Instagram like that.
1: I think a lot of authors are just weird, quirky, and um, humble.
0: Yeah. We definitely have had a lot of interaction with Jack. Yes. Our boy, Mr. Cheers
1: Jack. to you, Jack. We love you. Speaking of cheers. <laughs> Anyways, so let's get into it. So,
0: Sorry, that can was frozen to the bucket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so this book opens up in a prologue, and we don't know who the narrator is. It doesn't say names, Um, and all we know is that they keep talking about how they know they're guilty, and they're going to go to jail. Uh, That's cool. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad person, narrator's person. Yeah. Going into chapter one of part one, because there's three parts to this book. Um, That's a trifecta. It really is. And I think I if if it wasn't in parts, I really wouldn't have noticed that it needed that. But the fact that it was broken down into part one, two, and three, it I think made another level to the book, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. So this book opens uh, in chapter one. We meet the main character, Millie, who is sitting down for an interview with Miss Nina Winchester. And Millie is... You know right off of the bat that she's an ex-convict. She lost her job and before she has to go to her parole officer for an update, she wants to get a new job because basic parole, if you don't have a job, don't have a place to stay, you're going back to jail. So she has no place to stay. She's staying out of her car and she has no job. So she kind of lies a little bit on her resume And says she's from Brooklyn, uh, says she has, you know, these these jobs experiences and she just knows that she it's she's not smart enough for to get by, you know, to to entertain this lie. But Nina is being very, you know, very professional, very nice and um, showing her around the house and saying, you know, if you stay here. This is where you would be living. You'd be living in as a stay in, uh, stay in position. So she's showing her the in, uh, in-home theater room, the oh. kitchen, all of this place. And they're very nice, you know, rooms, very nice house. And then she takes her up the stairs to a uh, door at the end of the hallway that opens up to a dark staircase and leads up to a small bathroom and a small attic room that has one light and one window that Millie notices is painted shut.
0: It's interesting that it's painted shut. Yeah. It's not screwed shut. Nope. It's not, you know, uh, it, it's not nailed. It's not welded painted. Yep. And the thing is, paint makes a pretty fucking strong binding. You yeah. can get it off, but it's strong. It's strong.
1: But I like that, you know, it's not just screwed shut or whatever. Like she had that, you know, as an author, she chose to make it painted shut. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really cool, you know, little detail that she added. But at the same time, she doesn't have any place to stay. And this bedroom and small bathroom uh, is much nicer than prison. So she's like, I will take it. But millie meets uh nina's daughter cecilia before she exits the house and she's you know she's leaving the house and she goes great i'm not going to get a call back for this job she's going to do the background check and see that i have you know prior records I'm, i'm gonna go back to prison like this is just this is awful and at this time we still don't know why she was in prison to begin with that we find out at the very near the very end to be honest so Millie gets a few calls from different job interviews that she was on and they all are saying the same thing. You know, you did not get the job. We already had filled the position, but we wish you the best of luck in your job search.
0: Yeah, fuck you too.
1: Exactly. So she's like breaking down in her car. Like she's just crying. She's overwhelmed. And she gets a phone call, picks it up and... It's Nina who offers her the job and asks if she can start tomorrow, which Millie agrees and gets very excited about the opportunity. And this was a a funny part because Millie, she goes, yeah, uh, I should have everything packed by tomorrow. And Nina makes the comment of you, you don't have to pack more. Like that's all you have to pack. And she goes, oh, well, I don't have that much stuff to begin with. Like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a minimalist. You know, I don't have that much stuff. So she's like, it will only take me up until tomorrow. I'm good. I can be there. So she arrives for her first day. And the first person she meets is the gardener who tells her something in Italian before Nina comes to the door to invite her in the house. Millie goes up to the attic room to put her bags down and unpack Uh, before she starts cleaning and notices in her room that she has a mini fridge with three small bottles of water. And this is when she notices that the door to her room only has a lock on the outside and starts to get nervous that somebody could lock her in if they wanted to. And at this point, she I forget if it's this point or not, she does ask for a key to this room and I think it's a little bit later in the book but when Nina leaves to let her unpack she looks uh, up the words that the gardener had told her because it kept kind of infiltrating her mind and she couldn't get past it and the word that she was able to remember and look up in Italian the word danger popped up for the translation
0: so Apparently, the bitch didn't have an iPhone because they got to fucking translate as an app. Yeah. Mr. Gardner, hold on. Speaking of my phone, what did you just say?
1: <laughs> what did you say, bitch? So, after unpacking, Slow she goes downstairs.
0: Down. <laughs> From fucking Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: sorry. After unpacking, Millie goes downstairs and spends the next few hours cleaning around the house, folding laundry. Laundry. <laughs> laundry etc that's where the laundry came from <laughs> so <laughs> oh god yeah i know so cecilia is nina's daughter she comes home from school and starts t- uh to ask ne- uh, millie to make her a snack so millie yeah, makes her a snack and yeah, puts bitch, in front of a, a plate yeah she's the housemaid. that's part of her job so she puts a plate in front of uh, and we'll call her, her CCs from now because that's what they call her in the book she puts a plate down in front of CeCe and it's a plate full of sliced bananas and peanut butter and tells her oh I loved this snack as a kid I hope you like it too but then Cecilia starts making a huge scene uh, screaming that she's allergic to peanut butter and starts calling for her mom to help When Nina comes down to see the situation, Millie notices the change in her behavior and that Nina is very mad and starts carrying on about, why would you give my daughter peanut butter? You know, she's allergic. This is when Millie tells her, I swear I didn't know. Nobody told me you did not tell me anybody in your house had any allergies or, you know. Into, uh, intolerances you know yeah,
0: bitch i don't know shit about shit
1: yeah so she goes i swear i didn't know it's not i'm not trying to you know kill your daughter and
0: well maybe maybe why not <laughs> we'll see seems like fun
1: yeah but we'll come to find out that cc is a very spoiled child of course she is she has a very weird mood to her all the time so nina her mood changes very instantly and just yelling at her and telling her that this can never happen again. Do you understand me? Um, and asks when dinner will be made. So Millie tells her it will be ready at six 45 to 7 PM. And if there's any other allergies in the house, when dinner is ready, Andrew, the husband comes home from work and and I forgot to mention, before he left for work earlier that morning, Millie already got introduced to him Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and got to meet him. And um, her first thoughts were, he's a very sweet guy. He's, you know, I don't understand why uh, she's, or he's with her because she can be a little bit on the fence sometimes with her mood. So Mm -hmm. he asks her if she wants to eat dinner with them. And she politely declines and says, you know, she'll take her food up to her room and eat there and then come down later to clean up everybody's uh, dishes and and finish up for the night. And so she takes her food up there. And before she goes up, Andrew also says that, and this is in front of Nina, which I find kind of funny, not funny, but it kind of leads up to everything that's happening Andrew starts saying that if Nina was running the dinner or food plans, that they would probably all starve because she's not very good at cooking. Millie serves the food and then heads upstairs. She wakes up around 3 a.m. needing to use the restroom, but when she goes to the door, she believes that it is locked. She thinks about calling 911 because she believes Nina already knows that she's an ex-convict and did this as a punishment to teach her a lesson for, you know, lying to her. So when she tries to open the door again, it was just stuck and she's able to leave the room, go to the bathroom. But she keeps in mind to ask for the extra key for this specific reason. When Millie goes down in the morning, she sees that Nina is tearing apart the kitchen and living room looking for papers uh, that she was missing for a PTA Uh, meeting. And when she confronts Millie about it, Millie says that she has not seen these papers, but is very confused of what she's looking for. She has not seen any papers lying about and she hasn't even seen Nina put together papers of any sort. So Andrew comes downstairs at this time and Nina is calling uh, Millie a liar and you know, we should, this thing is, this is just not going to work out. Maybe we should let you go. And, you know, Andrew kind of talks her down from the ledge and say, no, no. Like, I, I doubt it was her. It's fine. We'll help you. I'll help you find your the papers. We can reprint them. There, are everything's okay. And so Millie is saved for the next day, basically. But after Nina leaves the room in just anger Andrew actually helps clean up Nina's mess because she had thrown she was literally in the fridge looking for these papers and throwing out the food and dressings and all this stuff onto the floor and letting it letting it like splat, splatter around.
0: I hate her already. I mean, I've already like I've I've held distaste. I hate her. Yeah. I want her to um Oh, you say, uh, put holes in her. hmm Preferably with a knife.
1: All right. <laughs> okay.
0: Strong opinion, I know.
1: Yeah, it really was. So Millie goes to the grocery store to stock up on stuff that Nina was throwing out of the fridge and making a mess with. When she gets back, the gardener helps her carry in the groceries, and she thanks him, but once he hears a noise from the upstairs he decides to leave the house uh just when nina makes an appearance in the kitchen and she asks if she had company because she heard no uh she heard another voice millie says no it was just the gardener helping her carry things in but nina starts to making a like starts making a huge deal about not wanting the dirty gardener in her house and that this is a great um time to mention that if she wants to have any company over she needs to get permission and have at least two days notice and when the her company is there they have to stay up in her room
0: yeah dirty italian can't have him in there yeah what a bitch i know italians make great food
1: (laughs) right so (laughs) millie again made dinner and andrew complimented her for cooking And when she puts the plate and a glass of water in front of Cece, she throws a fit and says she does not want to eat the steak uh, and also does not want water. She wants apple juice. So Millie gives her the apple juice, but she complains again that the glass is smudged and not clean and she wants a new one. Like mother, like daughter. When she goes into the kitchen, Andrew comes in telling her that, you know, Cece wants chicken nuggets and... That's the only thing she'll eat, so he'll make it for her, and
0: and no, you're good. Okay. I just remember that there's chicken nuggets downstairs. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> why are your eyes getting big? Um, I was like, is someone? I just in the got house? excited because they're they're dino nuggets.
1: Wait for it. So, so Millie go, tells him that she would make it for him. She's the maid. She she'll make the food for him but he goes nope I have to show you how to make it properly she's very specific about these nuggets so he pulls out the bag of nuggets and he goes she only likes a certain brand and it has to be the dinosaur nuggets and each here's where it's crazy each this kid is so fucking spoiled each dino nugget has to be inspected and cannot have any deformities like a missing head leg or tail and it has to be only five nuggets on the plate in a circle, and microwave for exactly ninety minutes, no less or that it's not cooked. Ninety minutes or ninety seconds. I'm sorry.
0: Ninety minutes. That you, <laughs> fuck. They've been extinct. You're just making <laughs> dino nuggets into fucking crude oil at that point. No. Holy so. fuck! Are you making them into? You are you are putting them through fucking through them. The meteor attack again, and now they are fucking gasoline. <laughs> so. 90 seconds and
1: he asks her again if he would if she would like to join him and cc for dinner because at this point nina was at a meeting somewhere or, or i forget where she was but she was out of the house so getting dick dude probably <laughs> so she tells her or she tells uh andrew that no um i i will not eat dinner with you no like no, thank you, because I'm afraid of Nina walking in and seeing us eating dinner together. She's been pretty, you know, moody. So the next day, Nina comes downstairs with a trash bag full of clothes and tells Millie that she wants her to have these clothes because she's trying to get pregnant and the, the clothes don't fit her like they used to. Millie notices that her mood is happy again and not rude until the end of the conversation when Millie brings up the painted window in her room and that she would like to open it, but also it's a fire hazard. Nina quickly gets visibly annoyed with asking about the window to be fixed, but says she would call for for somebody to come do it. And at this point, she does give the extra key to the room And before leaving the room, she tells Millie not to leave garbage trash bags around the house, even though it was the trash bag full of the clothes that she literally put there. She puts it on the living room, like the couch, opens it up, tells her, hey, whatever you don't want, you don't want, just give it back to me. I'll donate it or sell it. But everything that can fit you is yours and then leaves and goes, "Uh, honey, don't Don't put trash bags on my nice couch.
0: Well, she's clearly a. How do I put this politely? I'm going to call her a coont. Mm. C-O-O-T. She is a crash bandicoot. (laughs) Though I can't say that because we love him.
1: Yeah. So. And these are kind of day by day kind of occurrences throughout the uh, chapters or day during the night, whatever so next uh nina asks millie to go pick up Cece from school but when she gets there and was asking if that was the line to pick up the fourth graders uh she's told how crazy nina is from the other mom's waiting
0: and when Cece comes out oh if you want gossip on a mother talk to the other mothers yeah that that child like if they have a child and that Talk to the other mothers of children that are in that child's grade. Yes. Because they have dealt with her. That That is where you get the gossip. That is where mm-hmm. you get ZT.
1: But it was funny because every person that when she told she worked for Nina, they were like, oh, you, po- you poor thing. And she was like... And she was like oh it's not that bad kind of thing but they're like oh you poor thing but um if only
0: you knew the horrors you will experience
1: <laughs> exactly but they were you know they kind of gossip to her saying you know she's kind of crazy um but when Cece comes out she goes away from millie like doesn't even pay attention to her being there and goes to another mom's car millie confronts the mom saying that nina asked her to pick her up And so the mom, her name's Rachel, calls Nina and says, "Um, hi, this is Rachel. I just wanted to make sure like you didn't change plans. I always take Cece and the girls to karate practice on Wednesday, just making sure that that's still correct. I have your housemate here very confused. And Nina goes, no, she's not supposed to be picked up today. Like she's supposed to go to karate with you like always. And she goes, that's what I thought. So Millie texts Nina to just clarify that she did not need to pick up Cece that day. And Nina responds very, very oh. rudely saying that she does not know why Millie would get the or where the, Millie would get this crazy idea that she had
0: to go pick up Cece. From you, bitch. From exactly. you, You was the one that did this <laughs> you, shit. You is the bitch. Before we continue, now that we both have freshens are we cheers
1: cheers wow that sounded so good Uh, no it did anyways so when millie gets home she starts to clean the bathrooms and while cleaning nina's bathroom finds and let's let me clarify she found it wasn't looking for it okay she found medic nina's medications and she happened to notice that these are medications that are used for people with schizophrenia, borderline, uh, you know, dis- borderline personality disorders, and bipolar disorders, so on and so forth. She stops looking at the medication, scared of what she would find out about Nina. While she's looking at the medications, though, Nina does come in and say, "I just want to know." how you're cleaning my bathroom. I don't think you're cleaning it right. And so Millie starts cleaning the sink and all this stuff while Nina is watching her. And she goes, well, how do you do it when I'm not watching? And she goes, just like this. And she goes, I don't believe you, but whatever. And leaves the room. So a couple nights go by and Millie decides to stay up and watch TV in the living room because she doesn't have one in her room. She hears Andrew come down and she apologizes because it's like 1 a.m. And she says that she would turn the TV off and go upstairs. He tells her it's fine and that she's allowed to watch TV in the living room. He goes to grab a snack and asks her if it's rude to eat peanut butter right out of the jar. But she tells him, hey, it's not rude, but just be careful. Don't go kissing Cece uh, because of her allergy. He has no clue about this and claims that she does not have any allergies to peanut butter or anything specifically. uh, She tells him that Nina told her about this allergy, but no worries. Maybe she misheard and got it incorrect. So he comes to sit down with her and watch family feud. When Nina comes down and tells them both to go to bed and Andrew agrees and says that he has to work early tomorrow and walks away. She tells Millie that it's very inappropriate for her to be in the living room and walking about the house when nobody is awake and to be dressing the way she was dressing. Keep in mind, she only had um, shorts and a T-shirt, but with no bra. But she's a living maid and nobody was there. Who cares? So Nina is having a PTA meeting at her house and Millie and... Millie is in charge of all the orders and drinks. Um, and one, one of the wom- women makes a comment about Nina's weight. And she says in response that, yes, oh, we're trying to get pregnant again. Um, I- I'll be pregnant by the end of the year, guaranteed. Nina steps away to go inside for a minute and Millie, not knowing whether to follow her or not, ends up just staying outside with the other women Overhearing how they think Millie has let her, or not Millie, sorry, they think Nina has let herself go, and because she is letting her roots show, she her weight's going a little up, and one of the women mentions that if she, if Andrew does get a divorce with, or does want to divorce her, she had already signed a prenup where she would barely get anything, if not not anything, in the divorce
0: she would get nothing like bitch you look like garbage (laughs) your roots are showing and so is your weave
1: (laughs) so is your weave so (laughs) so is your weave (laughs) so that night millie overhears when she's up in the room loud screaming and crashing around nina's bedroom when she goes to check it out she kind of sneaks up to the room so they don't see her and she hears Nina screaming about how it's her fault that she can't get pregnant. And if he was just with a younger woman, he would be able to have the baby that he wants. He tries to calm her down and say that it's not her fault and it's fine. But Nina catches Millie lurking at this point, And she actually had blood on her hands at this point. Not Millie, but Nina. And so... She tells her to go back upstairs. See,
0: uh, now I'm kind of starting to feel a little bit bad for Nina because it's like, if she's not able to get pregnant, maybe that's why she's so fucking crazy.
1: Maybe. Because of all the uh, IVF? No. Yeah. IBF.
0: IVF. IVF. I think it's IVF. Fertilization treatments.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, those are extra hormones. If she, And it doesn't say she's getting that or not. So I mean, They're drugs. Yeah. Drugs. Drugs. So... <laughs> You know, Nina has blood on her hands a little bit and she doesn't see Andrew behind Nina. So she opens the door wider to show that Andrew is there and alive and then tells Millie to go back upstairs. And if she comes down out of the attic during the night again, she will be fired.
0: But what if she has to pee?
1: There is a bathroom up there, but outside of the
0: room. But it's still... I was going to say, I would just piss out the window, but the window is painted shut. (laughs) Exactly. And it's going to be a little bit harder for a woman to do that than a man. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I mean, she's just meaning like, don't come down that other set of stairs at night. Oh. All right. So going back or going forward. Sorry. Are we
0: back or forward? Are are, Are we going back to the future? Are we going forward to the past? Which which forward to the going? past? Forward to the past. Yeah, sure. Anyways, so <laughs> I confused her so
1: much with that. You really did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Millie gives Nina her regular breakfast and lets her know that Andrew spoke to her about him wanting to take Nina out to a show on Broadway in the city, which is like forty minutes away. No. Oh, I forget what show it was. I didn't write it down.
0: Well, if it's not Mamma Mia, I don't fucking care. Exactly.
1: So, she asks Nina, "Uh, what date would work for her to to go see the show, and she'll get the tickets and the hotel reservation, uh, for that night." And so, this is on a Saturday or a Sunday. I mean, when they're talking about this. Nina tells her the Sunday, the up, the next Sunday, the Sunday coming up, that's when I want these tickets. So she, Andrew leaves for the day and the gardener gives Millie a package and helps bring it inside. And they have a kind of an awkward discussion, but it ends with him telling her that there is danger here. The gardener. Yeah. When Millie goes to pick up Cece, she tells the woman that she works for the Winchesters. And this is a different woman. The woman instantly felt sympathy for her and tells her again that Nina is crazy and has a reputation for being so. And she goes on to tell Millie that a few like years ago when uh, Cece was a small child, Um, she tried to drown Cece in the tub and took a bunch of pills herself.
0: Okay, that's
1: odd. She says that it's a good thing Andrew called the cops when he did or both of them would be dead. So. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So Andrew uh, gets home and opens up a care package from his mother, uh, of babying clothes and toys and he gets depressed about it and says that he would give it to a neighbor or a friend who has a small child or baby. He tells, um, he then tells Millie that Nina is a little bit older than him. And when they first got together, he didn't feel comfortable or ready to have a baby. And then they waited too long to have one. He then misspeaks and says that he loved her instead of present tense loves her he freaks out a little bit and decides to leave the room the next day millie shows nina the tickets for the show and the reservation for the hotel nina freaks out and says that she specifically told her to do it in a week not in the three days that the tickets were for mill she millie tells her that no you told me last sunday you want it for the next sunday So I got it for this Sunday.
0: Yeah, stand
1: up to that hussy.
0: Yeah. You fucking stand your ground. Well, then. you Tell that crazy lady who the boss is.
1: Yeah. Well, then Nina tells Millie that this is not good. It's not going to work. She can't get off for it. And if she can't get a refund for these tickets, that the money will be coming out of her paycheck because she cannot go in the three days that the tickets were originally for. Stupid lady. Stupid bitch. So, Andrew, let's... so crisp.
0: Love it. So, Andrew... The fanciest of beers. (laughs) It's Miller Lite. No. It's
1: the golden
0: choice. It is. It's the gold standard. Millar... Millar... Lite. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So... Proceed. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, Andrew lets both Millie and Nina, though. What did you do?
0: I'm just thinking about where the quote for Proceed came from. It's another Billy Madison quote. Oh, I my God. Too much. Oh, I see what's going on here. Proceed. <laughs> Anyways. Y'all got a lot in here.
1: <laughs> I can't with you tonight. Oh, uh, yes, you can. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're going to order food later. Anyways. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so Andrew lets both Millie and Nina know that he was able to get a refund on the tickets. And um, so that Nina doesn't have to worry about all of this. And that um, Millie doesn't have to worry about refunding the money to Nina and
0: Andrew. This man deals with so much shit.
1: Oh, you wait for it, buddy. (laughs) So Nina goes to drop off Cece to a two-week, like, summer camp kind of thing. So Nina's going to be gone for about two to three, two days, I think it was. So her and Cece leave for the the summer trip or or two-week trip or whatever. And Nina... Andrew and Millie are alone and Andrew st- begins to tell Millie that he actually did not get a refund because they were non-refundable tickets but did not want ha- uh Nina to have another excuse to be mad at Millie or to fire her. He tells her to take the tickets and the hotel reservation and to go see the show with a friend. She tells him that it is very generous but she would not have anybody to go with. And he tells her that he would love to go with her, so-hmm, what's your thoughts, buddy?
0: What are you doing, brah? mm-hmm what are you doing brah? your your bitch wife is crazy. she seems a little huh, stabby
1: <laughs> seems a little stabby, so
0: better not fuck around and find out. Oh, he fucks around. <laughs> And this bitch finds (laughs) out. I'm telling you.
1: So so she wears one of the dresses that uh, Nina gave her. And when she comes downstairs, Andrew is very taken back. And oh, my God, you're gorgeous. He is
0: captivated.
1: Yeah. And they go into his car and he's driving them. And he pulls over,
0: and they fuck each other to death. No. Oh, <laughs> I
1: wish, <laughs> but no. So, so on the drive there, she starts to notice that, and she's always said, said throughout this book that Andrew's very attractive. That you know, she doesn't, she doesn't understand how he's with Nina, b- being how she is, and when she looks over at him in the car. She notices that he she caught him staring at her like bare legs because the dress goes up like mid thigh. So she doesn't say anything. She lets it go. They see the show they have. Uh, and then they go out to a nice dinner before going back to the to the room. And they're having a few drinks when they get to dinner. And when they're going to the room, she tells him that she's noticed all night. Him staring at her, staring at her legs, you know, and he staring at her titties. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, what's the correct word? He reveals that yes, he was staring, and is it so bad that he was staring? And she goes, "No, I think you're attractive too, but you know, whatever." So he he was like, "Oh shit!" Like we do have two beds in the room. But if you're much more comfortable, I can get you another room, but like your separate room. And she's like, no, that's way too expensive. This place is too fancy. I will deal with one night being in the same room. And he goes, okay. So they get back to the room and they fuck.
0: Of course they do.
1: So, and even in the book, it was pretty funny. She goes, we did not have to worry about using that second bed. And it cracked me up.
0: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep
1: so they put his
0: sword in her stone
1: oh god so they wake up the next morning and he tells her that that what they did can never can never happen again but he does not regret it
0: it's going to happen again because he does not regret it
1: yeah and he even asks her if she regrets it as well and she goes no i don't and he goes okay do you understand that it will never happen again She's like, yes, I understand. The thing that I hate most about Nina and Andrew is they always ask her throughout this book, do you understand? Like, she's a fucking child.
0: This will not happen again. Do you understand do you that? Understand me? Do, you understand understand. Wor- do you understand the words? Do you understand the words <laughs> that are coming, <laughs> coming out, out of out my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so, on,
1: <laughs> on their way home, <laughs> Millie starts to freak out because she forgot to take out the trash when they left the... The night before.
0: Oh, I thought she was gonna. She started to freak out because she forgot to make Andrew wear a condom the night before. I don't know. I forget that part. (laughs) Maybe that was the trash. She was. Oh my god. God. Okay. Okay. I'm fine. I'm fine.
1: I'm fine. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) So the trash has already come and gone. And that's why she's freaking out. You're
0: goddamn right, it
1: is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Andrew says that he'll he'll take care of it. Don't worry. And he pays um, Enzo the gardener two hundred dollars to go take the trash to the dump for her, so that Nina never finds out that she forgot to do it. Nina asks Millie when she gets home that next day why did she not answer the phone the night before when she called the house. Uh, on the phone, on like called the house phone. She says that Andrew did not answer either, and Millie starts asking, "Well, um, I was up in bed and I could not hear the phone. Um, did you try? Wait,
0: hold on. This bitch does not know that that, that she used the tickets Mm-mm. because and Andrew Dem- obviously doesn't know that her fucking husband was the person she went with. Mm-mm.
1: No, because she if. If she used the tickets, he knew that Nina would get mad at her for using the tickets because she got to see a show that she wanted to see. If she didn't get a refund for it, which she couldn't, she was also going to be mad and make her pay for it. So either way, she was screwed.
0: Because she's a bandicoot. I, I get you. I get you. Yeah.
1: Either way, she was screwed in the decisions. So she asks Nina if she called Andrew on his phone to get a hold of him. And she's in her head. She's like, I know you didn't because I was fucking with him all night. She Fuckin literally she was hey. <laughs> And I swear,
0: to, <laughs> I swear to God, we're like two fucking chicks when we get together. We really are. And so she was like, I know you didn't call him. So, like, just tell me the
1: truth. But she didn't say it that way. She was like, did you try calling Andrew? And she goes, no, I did not. And he goes, she goes, well, then I'm not sure you'll have to talk to him. I was upstairs in my room. So then after Nina leaves, she quickly texts Andrew and she's like, hey, so apparently she tried calling the house, but I told her I was up in my room like heads up. So Millie makes dinner for uh, all of them and she's actually eating dinner with them at this time and Nina gives her a bunch of compliments like this this food is so good thank you so much for making it you're so great
0: yeah, no problem your husband's dick was pretty damn good too N- but
1: wait for this <laughs> then nina mid mid conversation when me like millie was like oh well thank you like you know i hope you like it he like oh this food's great by the way what kind of food did you eat in prison millie and she goes <gasps> like fuck like, this woman just found out about this.
0: The same type of food that they serve in high school. Mm-hmm. The same food your daughter eats at school? Yeah, that's what they gave us.
1: Yeah. And she was like, okay, she just found out about this, so obviously I can't lie. And she could tell by the Andrew's face that he all was oblivious to it too and did not know she had went to prison. So she tells them, you know... The food was just okay. Like, it's not like this. But, you know, I, I'm very sorry for if I deceived you in any way. Um, I'll go up to my room now. And she goes, thank you. You should. So when she gets up to her room, she notices a playbook from the Broadway show on her nightstand. She never had that. So at this moment, she realizes that Nina knows Everything that they went to the moot or went to the show that she's next convict, like she's just freaking out at this point.
0: That she fucked her husband.
1: I'm not sure if she knows that yet, but it's kind of implied that she knows that he- she fucked her husband. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you a bad girl, Billy? Mm-hmm. You a convict? <laughs> you a convict and a home wrecker. Though this home was wrecked before you got there. So exactly. It, so it is okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but yeah. to each his own. Exactly. Everybody fucks funny to someone, you know? <laughs> so, I hate you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Nina, uh, the next day, starts yelling at Millie, asking why is her clothes in Millie's room? And she tells her that, hey, like, you, you gave me these clothes. I did not steal them from you and she starts trying to get Andrew and they've been calling him Andy at this point so i just want to say that as well so she goes um uh Andy like come up here she's trying to steal from us this convict like
0: you, you can't call him Andy because it just makes me think of my friend yeah and i love him to death he's literally one of my best friends but the two I'll of us continue are continue to
1: call him Andrew
0: can, complete idiots together yeah you are i know
1: (laughs) so so in the book andy comes in and is trying to help the situation and nina starts yelling and saying this if i report this if i report that you stole from me in my own house like you'll get sent back right and she's like you know i will and she goes okay i might have to just call make a phone call and andrew's able to you know get her off the ledge talk her off the ledge and when and and he tells me or Millie hey just go upstairs to your room I will handle this um just give us a few seconds please so she goes halfway up the the you know staircase and then starts to listen in at what they're saying let me
0: let me go ahead and just hear what they're they're saying uh-huh. about me exactly real quick
1: yeah so she overhears that he's telling nina that he doesn't love her anymore and likes millie and wants her okay mm-hmm. bombshell yep so he tells nina that she needs to leave and to pack a bag and so so now when she's leaving Millie goes, do you need help with the bags? Do you need help?
0: Wrong time to ask, Mills. Mm -hmm. Wrong time to
1: ask. Wrong time, buddy. Wrong time and place. Yeah. Not the time, the place, or the fucking person. person. Yeah. and That is your where, what, when, and why. Yeah. So Nina gets pissed off, walks away, and drives off. The next day. Yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah. The next day, Andrew goes and decides to fire... Uh, Enzo the gardener, and when he comes back and when he goes back inside, Enzo, Enzo pulls uh, Millie closer towards him and in perfect English, because this whole time he's been saying, you know, very broken English, one word here or there, and then the rest in Italian. But when he pulls Millie in, he goes, uh, he says in like two sentences, That she's in very real danger and she needs to run. And all of a sudden, you know, Andrew calls her to come back inside and hang out with him. But in her head, she's like, oh, my God, not only did he speak perfect English when just a second ago he was broken English. But he's telling me that I'm in very real danger and I need to run away. Like, I don't understand this. Who is the
0: actual danger here?
1: Exactly. And she's like, and here's the Here's the crazy part. Before she goes back inside, she says, no, M- no, Nina's gone. I'm fine. And he goes, no, no, no. She and then gets cut off by Andrew. By Andrew coming back, uh, wanting her to come back inside. So. Millie had a rough day and Andrew comes home very late uh, throughout the day. She cleaned like normal and did things, but she packed all of her things in a bag Planning to move downstairs into his room. Or at least the guest room. Because there was another guest room downstairs. Of course there was. They just didn't give it to her. Or at least Nina didn't give it to her why, as an
0: option. Wh- why would we want the help living on the same floor as us? Exactly. <laughs> no. Take take your peasant bags into the attic. <laughs> Attique. <laughs> Thank you.
1: So he comes home and catches her moving her stuff. And she says that, you know, she wanted to move into his room if that's okay. And he says that he was going to suggest the same thing. They end up sleeping together in the attic room. And when she wakes up, he notices that he is gone. And when she goes towards the door to uh, use the restroom and then join him downstairs, she realizes that the door is not just stuck, but locked. Here is where it gets juicy.
0: How juicy?
1: Like, Clementine,
0: ripe off of the tree juicy. Like, I love it when you call me Big Papa type of juicy.
1: Like, I like Big Butts kind of juicy. Anyways, let's get into part two of the book. So, part two... Is all of Nina's point of view, and this is going on and on now about how she first met Andy, and and when she was in an old position uh, at her old job, she was like a an admin type clerk person, and she, at this point, had already had Cece. She was five months old when they met, so Cece's from a different marriage and. Mm-hmm. So she from Nina's point of view, she says that he is super kind and very well-rounded person. Only when they got married did he show a different side of him and locks her in the attic room because her hair was not perfect. You could see her roots and tells her to remove 100 strands of her hair And if it's not a hundred or if there's imperfections of like it's only half a strand instead of the full one, he would make her do it again. So she gets locked up there multiple times for small imperfections in the way she looked or dressed. This actually caused her to go insane and uh, because she told multiple people that her husband kept her in the attic and she spent nobody believed her she spent eight months in the mental instil, in a mental institution and when she got out her therapist said i think it would be very beneficial for you to go up to the room that you believe you were locked in because it was a hallucination and that mm-hmm, because andrew was so slick to say it was a hallucination she was delusional all this stuff so the therapist tells her to go upstairs to that room and to just kind of breathe it in and um, you know, be in the moment and try to get past this traumatic experience because he still doesn't believe her side of the story. He believes Andrew. So when she goes to the house, it's Andrew and Andrew's mom there and Andrew's mom notices and mentions to Nina that she, when she got there she meant uh she noticed a, a light on in the house that Nina had left on. So her uh his mom leaves and he tells her if she wants since he's there he will help her try to get past this moment and and lead her up to the attic so that she can maybe get past this emotional stage so when they get back up to the attic she turn he turns the light on for her because it's dark out and it's a blinding led light that's like um one that could probably light up the whole house from outside if it wanted to and he locked her in again and said that this is punishment for leaving a light on in the house And if you turn the light off, you're in complete darkness because he even covered up the window. And if you turn on the light, you're, you know, your eyes are being annoyed. That's
0: why the window's painted shut.
1: So the next time she's locked in the attic, there's a bottle of pepper spray and a note that says to spray herself in the eyes and if her eyes are not open fully, it does not count. So she does.
0: How will he know?
1: There's a camera oh, in the room. Of course there
0: is. Mm-hmm. Of course there is. Yeah. Because so... he's sadistic. Oh, yeah.
1: So she does as the note says, and Enzo actually comes to her rescue. Because this is way before Millie comes in into the situation, right? Right. So this is why he fires Enzo,
0: because Enzo knows everything.
1: Yeah. So Enzo, because she had already mentioned to Enzo that her husband, because she was thinking this man does not speak English. Right. So she said, my husband's keeping me prisoner. He he locks me up in this attic and he makes me do terrible, terrible things. So Enzo comes to the rescue and tells her like tells her he'll save her. But she says, please don't just leave. And, uh, Andrew will kill you and me both if if you do this. So she tells him to leave and Andy comes that back that night to let her out. She talks about making this plan. Uh, it was like step five uh, or six of her plan. It was like really cool. I should have written it down, but I didn't. But it was like like five or six steps to this whole plan in her point of view. And so she comes up with this plan to find her replacement for Andy. And she said she she knows that she would never be free of him until he kicks her out. So she hires a person who's an ex-convict and happens to be in jail because of murder. Now, this is the first time this comes like that we knew it was murdered that Millie was in. Continue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so Enzo is helping plan the whole thing behind the scenes with Nina. And she actually goes to Enzo's apartment and plans things there. Like it's been like when she says PT- PTA conferences and stuff, some of the time it's not. Some of the time she's going there to, you know, get this plan set in motion.
0: Oh, I, I thought you were going to say fornicate.
1: No, not yet.
0: Not, not yet.
1: Not yet. So, in part in part three of the book, now we're in, um, it's back to Millie's point of view that she's back into the attic and he tells her that, and she's freaking out. You know, this is the first time she's locked. So she's screaming for him and he tells her that She's locked in there because she left out a book f- off the bookshelf and never put it back. So she told him that she would go down and fix it. And he said, nope, I already put it back. Look at the um, at your nightstand. You have uh, three textbooks there. I want you to lay on the floor and balance them all on your stomach for, th- for three hours. If one of them falls, you have to restart the three hours again. She calls him crazy, tries to fight with him, but then ultimately decides to ju- just do the task so that she can get out of there. At this point, we find out that Nina already knew the whole time that Millie went to prison for murdering the guy, a guy that was trying to force himself onto one of her friends. So it wasn't like it was on purpose. It was an accident that he was killed it was an accident that he died. She was just trying to knock him out so he wouldn't hurt her friend anymore. So it's like good reason, wrong outcome. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? Um, he was raping her friend. She took something, hit him in the head too hard. She might have hit him twice. She meant to kill him. She probably did. She meant to
0: kill him. But she's she can, only 16. She can say all of all that she wants, regardless yeah. of how old she was, because at 16, if you commit a crime like that, you will be tried as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, she can say all that she wants that she didn't mean for it to happen, but she meant for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's why I think Nina really liked her specifically, because it was her seeing that Millie is a very protective person. So when somebody hurts a friend or her, she will get protective. She will get violent if it comes to that. So I think that's why Nina liked her because it wasn't like she was just violent to be violent. She did it for for her people or for herself, you know? So Millie is in the room again, or in, still in the attic. And... She finds that the room has a bucket in there for her to use the bathroom. And inside of the bucket is the pepper spray bottle that Nina used when she was in there. Andy, when she's, you know, making a big deal about everything and like, oh, my God, like, I have to use the bathroom in this. Like, this is disgusting. This is inhumane. He comes in uh, into the room and she says that um she drank all the water in the fridge like the three small bottles of water like this is just ridiculous i need more water and he goes you are not getting more any more water until you've until you're let out he goes this you know this is not okay you have to have you know you have to do your lessons and and get on with your life but at this time Yeah.
0: Do your lessons.
1: Learn your lessons and all this stuff. So when he comes in, he shows her his phone that has a perfect clear image from the video monitoring that's in that room. And he goes, this is how I can tell you're doing things wrong or not. So she takes out the pepper spray that she found in the bucket, sprays him in the eyes, takes his phone and runs out the door and locks the door behind her she's he gets really pissed off obviously because he's getting his own you know venom back to him and he starts yelling at her to let her let him out and she's doing exactly what he did and when she would ask to be let out he goes "Mm, not yet so she was doing that to him too like oh i'll let you out but not yet and then she goes to on to tell him that she wants him to grab the three heavy textbooks and place them and balance them all on his groin and stay there for three hours.
0: So. She should have told him to do it standing. Standing. Balance it on your groin for three hours standing. Boner?
1: How would he have a boner for three hours? Viagra. Okay, that's true. I get that (laughs) (laughs) so uh Nina's point of view comes back and she's picking Cece up from her summer camp and tells her uh, or asks her where she would love to go Cece as a little kid says she would love to go to Disney World and she goes sure let's do it so she asks where her dad is and just a note Andrew never adopted Cece. It's not his kid. Right. So, um, when Cece asks, you know, where's dad, she says he's not coming with them, and she notices that even CC had visibly, like, just r- relaxed. Relieved. Yeah, relaxed. Uh, f- you know, relief just flushed over her. Uh, but at this point, Enzo calls Nina and says that she needs to come back because the attic light has been on for 3 days and he has not seen Millie leave at all. She tells him that it's not her problem and she that is on her if she wants to be with him. He tells her that you know she needs to come back and help this poor girl and that she you know she doesn't want her to end up like Nina. Well, Nina come Ends up saying, you know, fine, I'll come back. So she ends up going back to the house and the door is unlocked. She goes uh, into the house and starts yelling for anybody if anybody's there. While she's she's not getting any response. So she's going up towards the attic and she's whispering like, I'm, I'm going to save you, Millie. I'm saving you. It's okay. I'm coming. Like all this very nice things because she gets... It was just for self-preservation, you know, that's why she wanted the replacement. So did she do something fucked up? Yes.
0: Self-preservation is a, uh, it's it's a a very strong strong human emotion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it makes you do fucked up shit. Yeah. So, you know, she goes up to the, up to the room and when she thought she would see Millie in there, she sees the lifeless corpse of her husband. And I think it's I think I forgot to mention, too, before when Millie escaped and left him in there, she tells him after he balanced everything on his groin for three hours, she goes back up and says, "Mm, I don't think so. I don't I don't think that's enough uh, to pay back what you did to me. Here's pliers. Rip out your teeth. So, when Nina is up there, she notices four teeth ripped out of him. Pliers on the ground, blood all around in his mouth. And Millie comes up behind her and says, hi, Nina. She starts talking to Millie and saying, how long has he been like this? And Millie freaks out that she didn't know he was dead. So... She asks Nina to, you know, see if he truly was dead or just sleeping or whatever. Nina does, you know, confirm that he's dead. And this is when Millie's like, shit, I'm going to go back to prison. This is it. This is it for me. But Nina tells her that she's not going to prison and that she's going to get in her car and drive away. And Nina is going to tell the cops that she did it and that. She just gave Millie a week off during this week. And Millie asks if it was her that left the pepper spray in the room for her. And Nina nodded saying yeah. And Millie then asked again if she wanted Millie to kill him the whole time. And another slight nod from Nina to confirm everything that Millie was thinking. Bitch, grab a shovel. Mm Mm-hmm. Grab a shovel.
0: Y'all can easily dig a
1: fucking hole yep so in nina's point of view millie is gone and she's talking to the cops and the cop is trying to tell her like girl this (laughs) like you're telling me a story that he locked himself in there on accident but then just ended up ripping out four of his own teeth and then dying up there like he only ripped out
0: four of his teeth and bled out from that
1: i don't know if he bled out from that he was in there for days he was in there for four or five days with Not no true. food or water.
0: After three days, the human body will shut down without water.
1: Yeah. So he was doing all of this while he had no food
0: or water either. I think it's 10 days without food. Yeah. I'm going say, because, bitch, I got gingivitis, okay? Yeah. Like, my teeth bleed crazily. I ain't bleeding out.
1: Yeah. So the cop is, you know, and it's kind of. It's a little humor because cop is like saying, you know, it's not possible or plausible in any sort of way that he just accidentally locked himself in there and then bled out from pulling out his teeth. You know, like there's no possible way that's that's happening. And then she goes, well, you don't know my husband. And he goes, actually, I do. He goes, your husband used to date my daughter he was she was actually engaged to him for a short while and says that she's never been the same after meeting and being with andrew and after andrew left her he always wondered what andrew did to her and he tells her that it, it, sh- this is when nina's kind of like oh shit he did the same thing to his daughter
0: the cop, Before me. The cop's like, I got this shovel. You want to grab a second? <laughs> Wait for this. This is
1: beautiful. <laughs> this is so good of what the cop says. So, at this point, Nina goes, fuck, I'm not going to jail. Like, this is fantastic, you know? I got away with it. The cop, you know, knows to an extent of what he did to me by what he did to his daughter. So... <laughs> He then goes on to say to uh, Nina that he thinks it's extremely easy to lock yourself into an attic with no one knowing and to go insane to pull out your teeth and that it's just, you know, also he couldn't escape because the window was painted shut. He, He then goes to say that it's just a cautionary tale and even the coroner would agree with him. So then... However many days later, it goes uh, to the it flashes forward to his funeral. And it goes by quick, small murmuring around about Nina saying her poor soul. She's a widow, blah, blah. But then she sees Andy's parents and gives Cece to Enzo because they're now dating. Of course. Of course. So but so that she can talk to them in private because she never really thought her his parents liked her. So. Andy's father actually was very nice and told her that he would always be there for her if she needs anything and walks away. His mother tells her that he she knew about the missing teeth. And. This is when Nina's like, fuck, now she's going to try to tell the cops that it was me and all this stuff. His
0: father does the same thing to me. No,
1: wait for this shit. It's even worse. She said the mom goes on to say that she'd always told him about the importance of dental hygiene and she thought he had learned his lesson when she when he was a baby or not a baby but a child and she pulled out of his one of his teeth with pliers when he was little. She thanks Nina for teaching him that lesson again. There
0: is the fucking
1: catalyst. Yeah. So. You cruel bitch. Yeah. And then Nina kind of smiles a little bit, but then walks away like, oh, my God, this woman's fucking crazy. Like, that's why he's the way he is with me, because that's what she was like with him.
0: Uh, He had mommy issues. That's what it really was. So. Yeah.
1: Then in the epilogue, and this is just a small little part. In the epilogue, Millie is at a new interview, and she's still... Is keeping contact with Enzo and Nina.
0: Of course she is. They're mm-hmm. friends now. They're friends now. They're they're, call, they're culprits <laughs> in the same crime. <laughs> yeah.
1: So she's about to go into a new interview and Enzo texts her good luck and that he hopes she gets it. The wife interviewing her tells her that Nina highly recommends her because it's another housemaid job millie starts noticing small little bruises and and red marks all around her arms the body and throat of the woman and starts to realize that this is not just another housemaid's job but mostly most likely the same job that
0: nina needed for her as well she turns out she's not a housemaid bitch is a hit woman yeah
1: (laughs) so the wife asks her if she could help her and nina or, or sorry not nina Millie responds that she believes she can. This is the end of the book. And the sequel is called The Housemaid's Secret. It's actually coming out February 20th, 2023. So just next month. Deanna has already read it. How'd she, they, get herself,
0: how'd she get herself an advanced copy?
1: I know. So they gave, they had a, and I think you can still get it. I might try to do it. But they gave uh, pushed out like a thing of you could sign up to try to read the proof PDF kind of thing. So she did and she got chosen. And I think almost everybody was getting chosen. But she got chosen. So she was able to read the PDF. She said she really liked the second one as well. And it was like a good it. And I even asked the question because I was like, it doesn't give anything away. But I think it'd be nice to know. I asked her if the second book opens up for more of this, like a whole series of her jumping to different households or possibly a different person doing the same thing. And she said yes, it possibly could if that's the route Frida wanted to take.
0: Well, well, I do want to give a little shout out to Frida because as I was reading this synopsis off of Amazon I realized that in this week, it is the 18th most purchased book off of Amazon.
1: Oh! Ooh! Congratulations, Frida. Yes, congratulations to you. That's amazing, and it's a great book. I mean, it was so it it was a thinner book, mm-hmm. but it's so quick. It's an easy read, and it it caught you right out of the gate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it was, and it had me. You know, and, and normally I can. It um, had you
0: enthralled.
1: Yeah, and normally I can like look at it and be like, I know, I see the twists and turns already. I know
0: what's going to happen this you didn't, one you didn't see it in this no almost like with Layla I bet the first time yeah. you read that you did not see the twists and turns with that no so that was a weird fucking book that but was it a wo- weird book. but it was
1: good it was good yeah and normally with thrillers I can see the twists and turns but this one I was pleasantly surprised that this I was on the edge of my seat the whole time yeah and she did really good
0: good cool. awesome yeah awesome Yeah, I I do have it downloaded on Audible. I have just have not gotten a chance to read it because work has been crazy. Oh yeah. And I have the win the winter is the worst time for me when it comes to books because I'm not on a mower all day, so I don't have headphones, but Honestly, that might not change too much because there is a chance that I might be becoming a supervisor here soon. Whoop whoop! I might be moving into management, and with that, it's going to be a little more difficult for me as well. So I'm actually going to have to actively read. Yeah. Speaking of actively reading, I have chosen our next book. Okay. I pulled it off the shelf in the middle of this episode because that's I what that it. was. Yes. Okay. We. I have it right here with me. We will be doing, and we have talked about this before. We will be doing our very first manga on this show, and it is a manga that I love. Uh, it's incredibly interesting, and I'm going to read. I'm going to read what's on the back cover of this book right now, so people can get a little bit of a taste of what it is. Are you going to say what it's called? Uh, yes, it is called. <laughs> it is called. It's the. Book one of Vinland Saga. Ooh. So, for honor and revenge, or I'm sorry, for honor and vengeance. Different. As a child, Thorfinn sat at the feet of the great Leif Erikson, and th- and thrilled to wild tales of a land far to the west. But his youthful fantasies were shattered by a mercenary raid. Raised by the Vikings who murdered his family, Thorfinn became a terrifying warrior, forever seeking to kill the band's leader, Askled, Askalad, Askled, and avenge his father. Sustaining Thorfinn through his ordeal are his pride, in his family, and his dreams of fertile westland, westward land, a land without war or slavery. A land that leaf called vinland. Hmm.
1: That's so, interesting. This is
0: actually this is nearly 500 pages.
1: Yeah, but when it's a manga, I,
0: those yes. things go by so quick. But it, with me. I mean it is I mean the plot in it is is fantastic. Yeah. The the, the 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 stuff that it goes through is is epic. Mm-hmm. I mean As- Ask while being the villain that he is, because he did kill uh, Thorfinn's father, mm-hmm. um, is a great character. Um, th- we also meet another person in this called Torkel the Tall, hmm. who actually ends up being Thorfinn's uncle. Oh. And he is one of the, and because I've, I've read the manga, I've also watched the anime, because there is an anime for it as well. <laughs> by the same name. torkel the Tall is one of the maddest of mad lads I've ever met in a book. Oh wow. Oh, he is insane and I love him to death. Um yeah, so this the next book we'll be going through is the first manga in the mm-hmm. I've I've wanted to do a manga, but I've been really concerned because mangas are normally short, but this one. Yeah. I, always, I think that's a good one to I, start with. I always forget about this one, but this one is great and it's it's a lot different than than a lot of anime because most anime is very concerned with you know Japan or China or Korea. Mm-hmm. This is a viking based anime. Yeah. So it deals a lot with with Denmark and Norway and oh. Iceland and things like that. That's cool. So I I'm, I'm very excited for us to go through this. I think you will really enjoy this. Yeah. I think you really will.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah, no, I'm excited.
0: So um, Great episode. Yeah. Great episode.
1: I think it was a good uh first one back.
0: I nearly drank a six-pack during this episode.
1: You you did. And how am I only on 2? Is that I my am, second one or my third? That is your
0: second one. No. And I am nearly through 5.
1: Because Oh shit. I was talking a lot so I get
0: a I get to Well, to and as as the quote of the current year has been well, I think it actually came from last year, the very end of last year, when Taylor told me, the amount that you can drink honestly scares me. Yes. And yes. I just, I, I don't get hungry. I told
1: you anymore. that on uh, Christmas, or not Christmas, um, New Year's Eve.
0: Yes. Because yes.
1: we went out and drank heavily the night before, and then went out New Year's Eve, and he was already drinking at like, what, 10 a.m.?
0: Well, we started we started drinking at... at 10 30 the on the 30th and we did
1: him and i did yeah
0: and then um yeah i drank heavily on new year's eve all day long
1: yeah but you so, you woke up like primmed and ready to go on new year's eve and i was like prim and proper i was like bitch the amount that, that you drink scares me
0: your family did this to me did we though the monster was always there you guys uncaged it yeah i was about to say so thank you for listening yes um if you liked this episode give us a five-star rating on wherever you listen to it it is it it, honestly it means a lot if you guys do that because it Mm -hmm. it helps the show a lot it helps us get uh pushed onto these platforms more um and can kind of get us spotlighted so if you guys really liked it leave a five-star rating um leave an answer cuz ev- every episode that we post at least on Spotify has a question um yeah. what you guys thought of it so just let us know um so yeah we'll be we'll have another bullshit episode coming out uh in a few days uh Taylor is fucking with Android 19 she has big tits she d- does in that model yes <laughs> sorry That's continue sorry krillin fucks oh yeah anyways uh, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the enemies, tell the kids down the street, the creatures that are out there, the cryptids, the zoologists, and everything in between. And as I always say, good night, good morrow, and good morning to you fine folks. We love you all.
1: Bye, guys.